You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host today, Patricia Caputo, and joining me is Andre Champagne and Raven Freeman. How are you both doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Andre? I'm also doing good. How are, how are you, Trish? I'm doing well. To start off the podcast, let's talk about LSU baseball. They defeated Tulane. LSU right now, number one in the nation. They defeat Tulane 11-5. to This was a road game, which is not usual for this midweek games. Usually they're at home, but they went out to New Orleans on Tuesday to take on Tulane, defeating them. And let's start off talking about the offensive firepower on this team. We see it a lot. We talk about it a lot. But Andre, go more into depth about what you're seeing with this team and why they stayed number one, despite only playing two games this weekend against South Carolina due to some weather. Yeah, the hitting for this team will always keep them in games, I believe. I think the talent is just phenomenal. Um, You look at the lineup. All year, the lineup has kind of picked up slack where someone hasn't been so great. Last, I mean, we're talking about Tuesday night. Um, everyone was great, but you saw guys like Braden Joe Bear go yard. You saw Jordan Thompson. He hit his third home run in his third pass game. So, like, that's three home runs in each of his last three games. That's what we like to see from these guys. And, I mean, Alex Malazzo starting to hit it well. Uh, so, just from all these guys, the depth on this team is just insane. And the pitching will have to get better, obviously. Um but when you have a lot of offensive talent like that, it, it makes it a little more sustainable, especially with those injuries uh, with Garrett Edwards and uh, Chase Shores. Right. Just feeding into what Andre said. I mean, all these players are so dominant and skilled. Jay Johnson knows whoever he puts in will be just as good as the next player. And of course, like Andre talked a little bit about injuries. We want every player to be healthy, but because our lineup is so stacked, injuries aren't that big of a deal. I agree with you there. Also, a guy like Cade Peloso, it might have not been seen on Tuesday's game he had one RBI but Jay Johnson had said it in previous press conference that that was a guy that LSU missed if you remember last season it was in that that huddle up right before I believe the first game of the year and Beloso got hurt witnessed it live everybody in the pot I mean everybody in the press box was like what just happened (laughs) everybody was like did he just do that and we were like wow and, and that's exactly what happened. He got hurt. He was out for the season. That gave Braden Joe Bear some opportunities, and I think that's why he is how as good as he is today. But that was a big miss for this team. And then you're adding someone like Tommy White, who's just been outstanding the entire season, giving the Tigers exactly what they need. And then you can't forget about Dylan Cruz. I think Jay Johnson admitted that he's one of the best players he ever coached in one of the interviews one day. And then also Trey Morgan said it, and some of the media were saying, maybe we just need to get a compilation. So by the end of the season, everyone could say, Dylan Cruz might be the best baseball player ever to play here at LSU. But again, it just adds such an addition to this team. But to continue to talk about this Tulane, it wasn't like this was an easy win that you're going in here and it was, okay, let's go, we're going to blow them out and we're going to 10-run rule them like LSU has done to SEC teams this season. In fact, Tulane put up a fight early in the game, and part of that may have been because of Blake Money, Not totally his fault, but the pitcher did give up a two-run home run in the bottom of the third inning, and that gave Tulane a 3-2 lead. And if you're looking at Blake Money, last season, Andre, everyone thought that Blake Money was going to be that Friday night guy, that starter who's going to come in here and, in a sense, like save LSU's baseball program last season because they just didn't have the pitching. And then he got hurt, and it seemed that he was never the same at that moment on. And then this season, of course, he, he has started a lot less, hasn't played as much, is not a weekend guy anymore. Does Blake Money ever get back to who he was last season? 
I mean, he wasn't even good last season. That's uh, that's how I see it. I mean, when you're playing Maine and um, Southern, obviously you're going to look good. I think you throw me out there. Hot take. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> and I might pitch a few in- scoreless innings against Maine. So um, I think Blake Money has been really awful. And I don't want to tear him down, but I just think that the talent's just not been there and he's not getting better like he should. I think LSU will really have to rely more on guys like Thatcher Hurd, Griffin Herring, Gavin Guidry, and more if they want to see a deep run in the postseason because it just doesn't look good for Chase Shores or Edwards um, coming back this season. You also get Javen Coleman back uh, very soon. So you like to see that, but those injuries are killing this team. And um, if you're going to want to go on that deep postseason run, like I said, you <laughs> Blake Money, you're going to have to um, you know, grow some hair on your chest and start pitching right. I'm sorry, I just can't get over the fact that he said he's going to throw a scoreless inning against Maine. Look, it could happen, but... I probably would. I, 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 okay, I'll, I'm going to call the Maine coach up, and we'll talk about it and see if we can get you out there in Alex Fox Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. Raven, what are your thoughts on Blake Money? Can he ever really get back to who he was last season? I mean, I agree with Andre. He wasn't the best pitcher last season, obviously, but this is definitely his opportunity to show up and be that pitcher that Jay Johnson needs him to be. I mean, like Andre said, these injuries are huge. And, like, Skeens wasn't even able to play, like, that Mm -hmm. well or that much against South Carolina. And though I feel like money could fill his shoes, which they're big shoes to fill, the question is, will he do it? Right, and this is the perfect opportunity for Blake Money. Right. The pressure is totally off. Last season, you can use the excuse of they needed somebody. They needed at least that Saturday, that Sunday guy. They never really got it. And now it's like, Blake Money, just take your opportunity. Take mm-hmm. your chance. Last year, he was the success story. Everyone had said that he lost all this weight in the off season. He's came back. He's better than ever. And then it was just a very quick downfall. And once again, all Maine. the... the what would you say? Maine. Maine. Look... Okay, they're still a baseball team. They are still yep. in the NCAA. They're still competing against the Tigers. I mean, again, you could say competing. that. Competing. Right. We won 22-0. Look, I'm just saying they're still a baseball team, and that was not the only game he's played. He also played multiple games throughout the season to at least give Jay Johnson some idea that he could be a weekend starter. Anyway, moving on, I just want to talk about now LSU softball. They were defeated by number one Oklahoma, three to nothing. This was also a midweek game on Tuesday, which is very rare for the Tigers. But they had talked greatly about this team. And of course, what comes with LSU softball, similar to LSU baseball, and the offense that's able to come in clutch in big moments and help this team win. It helped them greatly against Missouri last weekend, and they had that nine to one run rule victory. And then all of a sudden, they didn't get that same result against Oklahoma. But this is what Allie Newland had to say prior to playing Oklahoma and what this offense can do for this team. Absolutely. I think that having a task helps everyone um, and not focusing so much on the outcome that you're wrapped up in it. I think having a task and knowing that your job isn't necessarily to hit the home run or to get the big hit, but to find a way on base, having a two-out walk or making the pitcher throw more pitches than she's planned, it puts your mind on the task and not the result, and it's huge. So as you can tell, that's what she said. That was her high expectations going into this Oklahoma game. And then, Andre, we can start with you. You look at this game, and all of a sudden, they don't even score a run. Is that an indicator of anything against the number one team in softball right now? Look, this is how I kind of see it. I'll just kind of – this is kind of a big answer here, so I'll kind of briefly briefly go through it. I think this team has a lot of experience together, so that helps with them being able to hit well through the lineup that we saw – against Missouri um I think you have Danica Coffey who's almost always gets on somehow and she's a huge threat on the base pads um she's so speed and then you have Sierra Briggs 
with her speed, I mean, that's just a one-two that you do not want to see on the base badge right there. And then you have Georgia Clark and Allie Newland who can hit for power. So, I mean, those four especially were big in that win against, I mean, series win against uh, Mizzou, Mizzou, but against Oklahoma, you didn't see any of that. OU threw their ace at LSU mm-hmm. like the entire game. And we threw like two freshmen and somebody else. Like, I mean, Jordy. you have to look, you have to feel good about that if you're LSU. Yeah, you didn't score, but also that was their ace. And they scored three, but if mm-hmm. LSU doesn't make that error earlier in the game, it's probably a 1-0 game. That is something worth noting. Jordy Ball pitched seven innings, struck out 13 batters, allowing just three hits and throwing just one ball. Raven, do you have any thoughts about this LSU offense? I mean, they just didn't seem prepared and focused like they were about to play the number one team. I mean, playing Oklahoma, you have to have perfect execution. You have to execution. You have to be confident, and they just weren't out there. You could tell. And and, and what I'll say too <clears throat> is, I saw a lot of the girls. They were slapping. Obviously, in softball, you slap, run up. You you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't like to see that, especially against the number one team in the country. They're mm-hmm. going to expect that. They're not going to make little errors like that. They're not. Southeastern Louisiana. They're not going to go and make like a little error or something. I'm, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade here. I'm just saying they're the number one team in the country. They right. have lost one game, like two games in the last two seasons. It's something crazy like that. They're the juggernaut of mm-hmm. college softball. I mean, you have to look at it as let's just hit. Like, don't go and give them free outs. That I, I don't like the fact of them just slapping it somewhere. They're going to make a routine play. They're Oklahoma. I just don't like how Betarina's. Um, hitting coaches, making them do that. Andre is roasting every team that is not an SEC <laughs> team on this podcast today. But I like what both of you said. First off, Raven, not being prepared. It was difficult. You have one game to play against Oklahoma, and it was Easter, and then they played on Saturday against Mizzou, which is an SEC team. You're trying to win the series, which mm-hmm. they did. And Beth Torina in the press conference said, I haven't even looked at Oklahoma yet. And if you look at that, they played Tuesday. Let's say Sunday was Easter. So what, you looked at maybe film one, one and a half days, you can say. So that gives them a difficult chance to try to win a game against the best team in the country and also Andre what you said about that error early on it was overthrown and it went past first base gave Oklahoma those runs and it seemed that after that the errors just kind of continued for this team uh, fielding wise and that's a big issue it was a big issue for them this season they've cleaned it up but in that game against Oklahoma possibly nerves just little mistakes Mm -hmm. coming in and that's one of the reasons why they weren't able to defeat this team but also Beth Torina had some positive things to say about Oklahoma and where possibly this team could stand after this win. Once again, this was in the Mizzou game on Saturday, but she had some some things to say about what, what could be the answer to this team if they go on and play Oklahoma, whether they win or lose. There's different matchups, so how you match up with certain teams. I, I mean, I think there's a bunch of SEC teams that have been in the World Series. I think our team's got a good chance to be in the World Series, you know. So um, I don't know that you can put it based it all in one game and one matchup, but um, we're excited to play, and we're going to go out and play hard. I know that. So they did, for the most part, the pitching. You could still say, like what you said, Andre, they went out and played hard. You had two freshmen. You had Berzeron come in, and they were able to hold Oklahoma to only three runs. So it was quite impressive mm-hmm. in that aspect. And Raven – does this game give the team a base as to where they stand at because they could possibly go to the World Series? LSU is also another team that has the opportunity. So does this give them any idea of where they stand, or is it just one game and it's not enough to tell? I mean, yeah, it's only one game, but like Andre said, they haven't lost. Like they've lost two games like the span of mm-hmm. like two years. I mean, that gives you a pretty good 
understanding of where this team stands. And I think it can go on to win the World Series, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they're the team to beat. I, I just, for LSU, I don't think just yet it's right. about, let's, I think, oh my God, we just lost three <laughs> to zero against Oklahoma. We're going to make the World Series. Like, I don't think no. they're thinking that. But I think it does show them that this group can compete. If it wasn't for that error, like we've just been discussing, I don't think OU scores that whole three runs, and you're in the game at that mm-hmm. point, so you're not like thinking, hey, and it's not like we didn't get anyone not on base. Like We had runners on, we just couldn't capitalize. But the, the World Series is a reach right now. I think LSU should be striving to win those SEC games mm-hmm. um, because they're only 6-6 six and six in the SEC, and that's not good enough to mm-hmm. even host a regional. So you got you to gotta keep moving up. Just just win series. Like mm-hmm. You don't even have to... like. Um, Sweep. You just have to go two and one on the weekend. Right. right. Yeah. The World Series shouldn't be the focus mm-hmm. right now. And I don't think this is a crazy loss. I think again, it wasn't twenty two to nothing, right, <laughs> right. Andre? So <laughs> it was still at least a good quality win. You get a base. I mean, we're gonna talk about LSU women's basketball. You look at them, that win against or that loss rather against South Carolina was, oh my gosh, LSU's not gonna win. How are they gonna be able to defeat the team? They can't even keep up with a team as good as South Carolina. How are they gonna play them in the championship game? And then it didn't happen. Right. A lot of things happen in the playoffs. LSU needs to focus getting there rather than like what you said, Raven, getting to the World Series, because there's a chance that Oklahoma might not even be there. They might not even compete against them if Oklahoma happens to lose to another team. It's totally different in the postseason than it is the regular season. But that's why winning a series against Missouri, in my opinion, was more important than winning one game against Oklahoma. And at least now you've played them. You know who they are and how they play. So if you do get to that point where, hey, we're playing them in the postseason, you're at least a little bit prepared. Mm-hmm. But I had mentioned LSU women's basketball, and we had some women's basketball players go to the WNBA draft this week. Yay. First off being Ladeja Williams, who was drafted 17th overall Monday night to the Indiana Fever. And then, of course, guard Alexis Morris was drafted by the Connecticut Sun in the second round, second overall. And before I say anything, I want to have a clip of what President Tate said about Alexis Morris and his thoughts about which round she should go in. He said this at the LSU parade last Wednesday. You cannot win a national championship without a senior man to You cannot win a national championship without the best point guard in the country. Talk to me, people! That's the best point guard in the country! If you don't understand that, you don't know nothing about basketball! So obviously you hear the hyped up crowd as well. He was hyping everyone up saying, if you don't understand that Alexis Morris is the best point guard in the country, you just simply don't understand basketball. And the WNBA did decide to take her in the second round, not first overall like President Tate's original thoughts. But Alexis Morris, Raven, just considering how well she's played throughout her career, but of course this season, which was really a defining season for her, and based on the way that she played in the championship game, even against Virginia Tech in the Final Four, where she had 27 points for this team, is this a steal if you're an NBA team? Like if you're the Connecticut Suns right now, are you saying we got a steal for Alexis Morris? Oh, yeah. They should be very excited. Any team that would have drafted Morris, even if it wasn't the Suns, should be extremely lucky to have her. I mean, she did amazing all season. She's the reason we're at the point where we are now. She's one of the reasons. But the championship game really put her on the map. She came up big in the second half to help LSU clinch the game, scoring 19 of her 21 points. And being that determined young player – has been through so much that's willing to fight to the end of a basketball game, that's what the WNBA needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like like Raven said, she's been through so much. I, I just want to <clears throat> kind of follow up on her story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Alexis Morris was not even thought to be a draft pick before she came to LSU, uh, but the talent, she's it's it's always been there for her. 
I was lucky enough, obviously, to attend the, the banquet last night, and Kim Mulkey put in a great words. Alexis was let go at Baylor by Kim Mulkey because of the off-the-court issues, and, and she wanted her to come back when Kim Mulkey was hired um, at LSU. I mean, that just says so much. Somebody who releases you, mm-hmm. she wants to come back. That mm-hmm. just kind of tells you of, about her character. She said, Mulkey said that she matured so much that she was a leader for this team, and without that leadership, I mean, I don't think this team wins a lot of the games they've won in the tournament itself. Right. So, I mean, she she said that that maturity is just on a whole nother level. That's what the WNBA teams want. I think that's what they want. They want leadership, not to mention the Connecticut Sun. That was their first pick of the night. They had, I think they were like top four team in the league or something like that. But, I mean, that's a steal for them. You know they were happy. Um, but judging on her performance in the NCAA tournament, I think it's definitely a steal uh, just because I think Alexis Morris is better than several of the others picked ahead of her. I agree with you there. It is, And her her height was probably a big factor. She's only 5'6", yeah. but if you're looking at the way she plays the game, the experience, it's not that she's going to be a veteran in the WNBA, but she's going to come in with so much experience, so much more knowledge than a lot of these other rookies because of what she's been to, the schools that she's been to, and not to mention that she has played with one of the greatest women's basketball coaches of all time in Kim Mulkey, which is able to teach her a lot. What I did find interesting is that Ladeja, of course, in the Indiana Fever, Morris on the Suns, they will play against each other on opening night, May 19th at 6 p.m. So that'll be really exciting to see two national championships go head to head (laughs) in the first game of the season. Now let's get back to women's basketball. I also want to say what President Tate had to say about Flage Johnson and this team and the expectations, although they already won one national championship game. Let's hear what President Tate had to say. I told my freshman players, Flaget, what I tell you, y'all won one championship, but you only in your first year. I expect three more. So President Tate has very high expectations. He wants his team to bring home three more in three years. Andre, you're looking a he little was, confused. He was on one. <laughs> he was like on one for the parade. Like this guy, I love President Tate. He's like so vocal. Yesterday, he went off on the national media. He was like, we were number 60. Everyone, do you know what that means? And then he's like, 15 teams were expected to be better than us. And then he's just making it like sound like a gospel thing. I was like, man, I was like, geez, like, keep talking. Like, I was like, keep talking. This guy knows ball. And so, I mean, can the Tigers win three more in in the next three years? I'm not going to say three in the next three years, but I think they do win one for sure in the next three years. Uh, let Kim Mulkey develop the young players and a uh, freshman class coming in, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Raven, what are your thoughts? All right. Winning a basketball national championship is extremely difficult. I mean, this team went through a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All of the hate. Oh, they didn't beat South Carolina. And still now, oh, I would be South Carolina. They never got to play mm-hmm. South Carolina. Yeah, 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 whatever. We won. Be salty if you want to. <laughs> I think that winning three national championships in the next three years is a stretch. But I agree with Andre. I can maybe even see two. I mean, there are so many special good players that want to come to LSU, so many good recruits. And with Kim Mulkey and how stacked our team is already now, I have confidence that we could at least win one to two. Yeah, I mean, Kim Mulkey said that at the press conference at the national championship. She said, don't be surprised if we are not here next year. Winning mm-hmm. a championship is hard, hard. to do. She said that's why it's never been done at LSU before because it's a difficult task. 
and they did it. They completed it. It will be exciting to see Flage Johnson, see if she can keep President Tate's word and say, all right, we'll go out there, win three more. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically here, that just doesn't happen. You look at South Carolina, they were expected to go back to back and, mm-hmm. and they didn't. It's just, it's the way it happens. It's March, right? That's why they call it March Madness for a reason. So it's, much madness. Exactly. Like It's crazy. It's exciting. A 16th team can come out and, or a 16th seed team rather can come out and beat a five seed. It doesn't matter. That's just, it's how you play in that game. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really think that's going to happen. Three in the, in the next three. Is three. Like, I, I do <laughs> think three she is do- such a stretch. I think she wins one, though. Yeah, and it will be exciting to see. And there's always that question of when is she going to retire? I know that's something that you don't want to think of as an LSU fan, but she even mentioned that at the national championship game. And obviously she said, I'm not ready yet, Kim Mulkey. But it's also how many more does she want to win in her home She's state? She's hungry. I mean, I think <clears throat> just winning this second one in year two, I mean, the fourth national champion, her total fourth, in two years, I mean, she's going to be more hungry now. She's like, oh, I just won in my second yes. year in a rebuild year. Like, right. let's, in a let's rebuild like, year. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be for real now. Like, let's go actually not mess around and, and beat South Carolina and go mm-hmm. beat the big teams kind of like in the regular season. And especially Angel Reese even has two more years left to play That's here at LSU. Saying. So right. I'm guaranteeing one more. Thank I, God I can see it. She's in no rush to what get to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. April 15, 2023. We're going to come back to this. We're winning one more at least <laughs> okay. in the next by twenty twenty five three right. two years. It's okay, something like that. All right, keeping our keeping your word. We're gonna come back to this. I'll send it to you. The receipts. We're gonna listen to this when we win our second. One. Okay, yeah, we're we'll, gonna listen we'll to repost this. it. <laughs> Never mind. I can't disrespect any more people. No, than I please. Have today. You've done it enough today. <laughs> but I did want to mention that if you did like to hear what President Tate had to say, you wanted to hear what he said after the championship game and what Kim Mulkey had to say, you can go on YouTube at KLSU. Uh, it's listed as Tiger Tales, and you'll hear a compilation of what plenty of coaches, even Angel Reese's mom, and Kim Mulkey, President Tate, and the SEC commissioner all had to say about this historic win for the LSU Tigers. With that, that is all we have for you today. Thank you, Andre Champagne and Raven Freeman, for joining me today. I am Patricia Caputo, and this has been The Hodges Huddle.